0: This is... Blockbuster Film School Office Hours! Blockbuster Film School Office Hours... It's Blockbuster Film School. Office Hours. Office Hours. Office
1: Hours. hours. Hello, everyone. It's nice to see you. Look at you in your little outfits. With your little hats on. You're at the Blockbuster Film School. And it's Office Hours. But it's going to get a little... Spooky Ooh, 90s spooky, so maybe less not that sound super spooky, not super spooky at all. More grunge album, <laughs> maybe a Courtney Love song is in there. Well, everyone, I'm Alex Bonner. You're here at the Blockbuster Film School. I'm joined as always by the headmaster, Mr. Nicholas Souder. Yes, <laughs> he loves 90s horror movies. I'm joined by I wouldn't, he loves them. I'm in like, I don't <laughs> love
0: 90s horror films. <laughs> I've seen your magazine. I love 90s the magazine. Told (laughs) you. I was just dating Nev Campbell at the time. (laughs) And I said I would do whatever she said. I get it. Back then, 100% get it. It destroyed John Cusack.
1: I apologize, John. But I get it. John, if you're listening. Please. Fucking just stop it and age. Come on the show. Come on the show and talk to us. You can do whatever you want, John. I love you. All right, so... We're joined, as always, by super producer Brian Tepps. What's up? And he definitely loves 90s horror. He's got a shocker tet from the West Craven classic. Shocker. About a maneuver you do with two fingers and your pinky. So, well, everyone, it's time to do our office hours. We have three super great picks of streaming service 90s horror films that you can watch right now. They are streaming. And spoiler alert. A lot of them are on HBO Max because just as you may have listened to another episode, Amazon Prime is where you go to. If you want to watch old black and white movies, you want to watch some 90s horror movies. They are almost exclusively on HBO Max. That's HBO with only a third of the sugar. So none of mine are HBO. No, no. All of mine are interesting. Interesting. Well, so we're going to go into the picks. Nick, are you ready to start with your picks for 90s horror? That's great. Will you start with your very first 90s pick of
0: horror? Mine is a... Okay, it's a mixed bag. It's not horror film. As the 90s were. No, it's a (laughs) horror film. Okay. It has the setup and deliveries of horror films. Nothing was scary in the 90s. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that. Yeah. So I went with films... Yeah, That are, that are fun <laughs> yes. and stupid mm-hmm. with elements of horror that work. I saw this as a youngin' to people who aren't from the South Side or the South. That is a person who was young, a young person. Anyways, and there are parts of it that were really good, really good scares. Ooh. And there are other parts of it where it's like, oh, the climax of the movie is pole vaulting on the rocks. Of course, I'm talking about Kevin Bacon and Tremors. <laughs> I was wondering which Kevin Bacon movie you were going to talk about. I'm not going to lie. Stir of Echoes, a little spooky. I was going to pick Tremors, Stir of Echoes, Mm. and another Kevin Bacon movie, but I just (laughs) sort of gave up. But anyways, Tremors is a classic 1950s monster movie, except this time the monsters are actually cool and scary. They kind of look like the Sandworms and Beetlejuice if they were less attractive. <laughs> I said it. I don't care. Not as German silent film. Expressionist. Yeah, exactly. Just more like, uh, it's a butthole that came to life. I don't at me. Don't at me, bro. So oh, we don't want to upset the sandworms. I know they have so many defenders, but compared to the sequels and like a lot of other cheap monster movies, it's very well made. Like it's giant sandworms coming out of the ground. So the scares <laughs> aren't that scary but there are elements of horror in it that work really well it's fun it's sci-fi and like i said there are 17 sequels to this <laughs> there are the only person in all of them from the original is the dad from family ties <laughs> i love that guy he's not bad yeah <laughs> I remember that guy's name but you're right the dad from family yeah. Ties. everyone who knows who that is knows yeah. what i'm talking about I think his name samuel beckett <laughs> no, that's not right. Anyway, right. that's, right. that's not His right. name is David Mamet. <laughs> his daughter needs to stop acting. But uh, this You're, is from 1990. Yes. Which is also a theme for all of my movies. It's a true mega cult classic. It is. It's directed by Brent Maddock. Mm. It also has Fred Ward, Finn Carter, Michael Gross. Michael Gross, that's And Reba McIntyre. Yeah. If you need a reason to watch, it's Reba McIntyre. Also... The guy who sold them the Gremlin, who is also in Big Trouble from Little Chinatown, owns the only store in their little shit village <laughs> out in the desert. It's Tremors. It's a lot of it's cowboy hats. dumb as shit, but it's a lot of fun. And it's, you know, some of the parts are generally scary. I agree. It has one of those
1: horror movie tropes, as you said, classic monster tropes, where it's kind of like Jaws. There's a monster. You have... A sort of mysterious tough guy who maybe knows more about the sandworms and also local sheriff who wants to stop the sandworms and the community is worried about the sandworms. It's, it's an ensemble piece and you're absolutely right. It's extremely well executed. And I agree entirely that it's infinitely watchable and yeah, Kevin Bacon's very charming. He's a he charming man. He was very young and handsome back. He's still, but back then he was like, You know, 1990, Kevin Bacon. We
0: kind of mentioned his career on the Christopher Guest episode, Mm. which you could go back two episodes and listen to our Christopher Guest episode. Mm -hmm. But he made Footloose, and then he made Bomb after Bomb after Bomb, and then he made Tremors, which also was not a success. But out of all those movies he made in between, this is the only cult movie and sort of helped his career along the way because people were like, Oh, he remembered how to be fun Kevin Bacon again. Totally. That's interesting you bring up Kevin Bacon of his career because, yeah, that
1: he didn't really have like big mega hits for a while, but was in stuff people liked and became an interesting character actor as well. Wild Things, I think, would be the first thing that really was a pretty big hit that he was in. And that was a few good men. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. But like I said, he's a character actor. Exactly, He's yeah. Apollo 13. You know, he's a character actor in a lot of this stuff. He's not the guy. No. And, yeah, it's interesting that he's now, you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Because he's in tons of stuff. He did, he's, a he's a worker. He's a worker. He really is. He rises fast. That's true. <laughs> it's true. Well. What's your number three, Alex? My number three. Well, I'll stick in 1990 as well. Also, you mentioned it. And- it is Moi. You did You you made a reference to it But it is Gremlins 2 The oh, New Batch nice. Directed by Joe Dante Horrifying Absolutely horrifying You will live in fear Based on what you see In Gremlins 2 The New Batch Which is
0: One of the craziest yeah. Funniest Weirdest movies That has ever been made By Hollywood You I, are right though Part of this movie haunts me Every time I go yeah. to the movie theater I'm afraid Hulk Hogan Might be there <laughs> That's true. And I genuinely am slightly worried about the weird vegetable gremlin,
1: the vegetable gremlin upsetting to me in a way that's not horrifying more just disconcerting. The vegetable gremlin as a child, even I was like, uh. Ugh. the living salad bar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't like this. I'm upset by this. Gremlins was a big hit in the eighties. It put Joe Dante on the map. It proved Steven Spielberg was right about producing. <laughs> and they were like, well, we got to make another one. And then they gave Joe Dante money and he was like, yeah, you gave me money. I'm going to get wild style, which I love Joe Dante. We've talked about him. We'll have a Joe Dante episode, but he directed the Burbs, which is Woo. actually scarier than uh, Gremlins 2. But I think that's 89. And I did not want to uh, step on the toes of Gremlins 2, the new batch, which if you've never seen it, it is on HBO Max. It's a truly iconically weird movie. If you want to see what the culture of 1990s teenagers were like 1990 teenagers and what they wanted to see, what they really wanted to see, it was gremlins
0: Two: the new batch. And it is wild. I don't know. What do you think about gremlins Two, Nick? Controversial opinion. Mm. I get better than the original. Wow. I like that. Yeah. It's more fun. It's more. This is one of the most meta horror films ever fucking made. (laughs) Joe Dante is like, you know what? I would do whatever I want. And I want to be a dick to you, you studio people. You literally reference the fact that there's a part where the
1: gremlins take over the movie theater that you're watching the movie in, <laughs> and then Hulk Hogan is there. Yeah. It's insane. But in a good way. Yeah. I love Phoebe Cates in this movie. I think she is just at her absolute max fun hotness and... Being weird and crazy, I really wish Phoebe Cates would have kept going as a a really interesting character actor. Like, yeah, way
0: to marry Kevin Klein and I, gr- have a family, <laughs> have and and a then great your, life. Your daughters, uh, Frankie oh, Cosmos, Frankie Cosmos. There we go. Yes. The problem with Frankie Cosmos is that she came out like in that period after Mitski blew up, where it's just <laughs> like, I'm snail mail, I'm soccer mommy, I'm free. It's like okay, yes. everybody, calm down. You're totally right on that. And I was like, it's oh. Just, it's just bad
1: timing. It's just, there's a lot of you appearing right now. Yeah. But that's my number three.
0: I highly recommend it. Nick, what's your number two? Your my name? number two, mm. continuing the monster movie theme, Ooh. is a little movie that is available on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. This movie is also from 1990. <laughs> it's called Shockma. <laughs> Wow! It is it's a. Not sh- it's not shocker. No, <laughs> you're not pronouncing it weird. I'm pronouncing this correctly. It's shockma. Okay. It is a movie about a baboon oh. that was extensively tested on, and then breaks loose, and then just terrorizes the uh, medical lab that it's in, and all the people who are working there. Wait, what? How it's, have you ever heard of this? You know why you haven't heard of this? Mm. Dumb as fuck. This movie is terrible. But you gotta watch it. It's it's dog shit. Who made it? Tom Logan and Hugh Parks. Only one of them has a Wikipedia page. (laughs) I love it. One of Uh, them is Elon Musk now. (laughs) Tom Logan is an American director, writer, producer, and acting instructor. (laughs) Of course he is. They don't even have a filmography for him. This (laughs) movie has Christopher Atkins in it, who was the little boy from the Blue Lagoon movies. Okay. And... Roddy mcdowell's in it oh wow okay and he's just really upset he's in it it's <laughs> he's a just bummer. going
1: through the motions <laughs> yeah
0: like it's about movie-
1: a baboon who goes crazy
0: yeah <laughs> it's dumb but uh you know it's on amazon you can get the really cool blu-ray version of it, it was released in uh by shout factory okay you're gonna waste your money <laughs> I don't know I'll why. A ringing endorsement of this movie. No, I just there's a theme for all these. <laughs> <laughs> and this is this one's hitting the theme really hard. I hear that. Because it's just stupid. <laughs> but a, it's fun to watch. That's a big thing in 90s horror, is that
1: very little of it is actually going to be scary. Yeah. I tried to go through and think to myself, what is a movie that came out in the nineties? That I would consider actually scary. I was scared when I saw the
0: Blair Witch in the movie theater. Like, some of these movies were scary for the time. Correct. Nobody is gonna watch these now and think they're scary. The scariest movie that I think they came out in the 90s was the documentary Crumb, and that was not supposed to be scary. (laughs) (laughs) You're
1: right, a lot of documentaries are pretty scary. Fucked up, man.
0: When did Requiem for a Dream come out? 98? Yeah, so, you know, something yeah. like
1: Ardofsky's movies. were Yeah, his
0: none of those are supposed to be horror movies. But they kind of are. You know, the scariest one he made was Noah, because you're just sitting there going, how is I'm this a it. movie? <laughs> how is this? Why is that rock talking, and why does it sound like Ray Winstone? Obviously, you've never read the Bible before. <laughs> I went to Catholic school.
1: <laughs> Remember when the rock monsters were there? Obviously. It's my favorite chapter. He's juicing it up. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what if we did the Bible but we juiced the Old Testament? I don't know why it became Joel
0: Silver. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> ah, there we go. Yeah, I just got the I got the option rights rice in the Bible. All right, so. <laughs> go back and listen to our Joel Silver episode. Pick
1: up an eight ball first. Please do. Please listen to Joel. <laughs> it's still a good episode. It's completely insane. Yeah. And it's important in the history of Hollywood. So that was called.
0: Shock- Shockma. Shockma. It's from 1990. Okay. It's on Amazon Prime. Dope. It's fucking dumb, (laughs) but it's fun. Well, that's a good
1: segue because my next movie is very stupid. Yes. And also horrifying. So be careful, Brian, when you watch it because it's very scary. Okay. It is a movie that it's scary on lots of levels. If we're being truly honest, I want to make sure that I have absolutely the right piece right here because... It is a 1997 horror thriller directed by Taylor Hackford, written by someone named Andrew Niederman. And it's a movie about whether you're a lawyer and your dad is also a lawyer, but he's also the devil. He's the devil's advocate. You better watch out because at any moment I could be the devil. Brian Tegan. (laughs) Keanu
0: Reeves has a Southern accent in it that sometimes- two-thirds <laughs> of the movie. Sometimes. In the middle of the movie, he does not have an accent at all. They just were like, you know what? Stop. Stop. Just stop. You
1: know. uh, Charlize Theron does uh, Full Frontal. She also has a weird Southern accent in it. It is mostly a movie about Al Pacino being told that he gets to just vamp out as hard as he possibly can. And he said, vamp out all the way. Be the devil. Interesting. Spoiler alert.
0: He's the devil. He's the devil.
1: He's also should, a lawyer. We,
0: huh? He's also a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> he's the head of his own law company, law firm. I don't know if it was supposed to be a big reveal, but like all of the trailers just show him at the end, like standing in front of the fire, just going, eh. <laughs> like, dude, we get it. Yeah. The big second
1: act twist is that he's the devil. And it's like, dude, what are you talking about? Uh, obviously. We know that there's weird monster stuff that happens where he has monster girl minions who
0: faces change for some reason with bad CGI. It's because they're trying to make Charlize Theron go crazy. Right. So Keanu Reeves will impregnate his sister. Correct. You know, like you do. Like you do. (laughs) I might as well just call this the fucking Buckingham Palace. Also, the end,
1: spoiler alert as well, has the Wizard of Oz ending where, was it all a dream? Ah, But maybe it wasn't. Ah, Because he's a devil.
0: He's everywhere.
1: Like, oh, man. (laughs) And it's very horrifying.
0: Also, over the credits, they play Sympathy for the Devil. Because, of course, they do. There is no way that they did not write Backford from
1: yeah, The credits have Sympathy for the Devil. <laughs> now, write a movie based on that. That is 100% what happened. If you want to see the height of 90s hubris Jesus in Christ. Hollywood and what they think they can get away with, it is a movie. What year did this come out? came out in 1997. 1997. It does not have its budget on its Wikipedia page, but... It made $153 million.
0: <laughs> yeah, this movie probably cost like $50, $70 million a yeah. It made money. It definitely made money.
1: That was the height of all three of them. Oh, oh. Keanu,
0: uh, Pacino, Charlize. I mean, Frank, I saw it in the theater. You know who's in this movie? Hmm. From The Wire season two? He plays the pedo. Yes. Frank Sabatka. Oh, I love that. I actually love that actor Oh. Yeah, he's lot. great.
1: But I love that in the... Oh, I don't love, but as a moronic proof of how insane this movie is in the very beginning, he's a pedo and they make the girl that it was his student who he molested, get on the stand and then in weird detail, just talk about everything that Frank Sabaka did. And then when they keep cutting back to him, he keeps going like nice. Yeah. Like, yeah, nice. And I'm like, what is this movie already? What is happening? They don't let that happen in court. No. They don't let they don't make people like now. He played a real fun game with you, didn't he? Like, it was called Touch the Sausage. And I was like, Hey, that's not far off from what they said. Hey, that's how stupid this movie is and how horrifying it is, Brian. Because at any moment, you could accidentally work for the devil.
0: So, this came out in '97. <laughs> this came out in '97. So, that means it was on HBO when it was in 1998. Yes. Which made me what, 15, mm-hmm. right? 83. Mm-hmm. So Correct. I remember watching this. The beginning's kind of good. And then the end is kind of good until you get to the last part of it. Correct. And there's like this whole bit of middle. And I literally was just sitting there, and I was like, is it my bedtime? <laughs> like, how, long, how, how many days have I been watching this? This is <laughs> insane. Am I still alive? I think that was my first panic attack, was during this movie. <laughs> Do I exist?
1: I remember being in the theater. As you said, we were like 14 or 15. I was yeah. definitely seeing it in the theater. And there's a part where Keanu Reeves and Charlize Theron do their terrible Southern accents. And they talk about the paint they want for the nursery. And that scene goes on for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh baby, I don't know if I want you to paint it in a Kiwi green. We don't live in Florida no more. Like, and I was like,
0: what is happening? As a, I literally looked around in the theater again, like,
1: is this happening? Is this a what?
0: You are making his accent more fun than <laughs> it deserves to be. You turned into Nicolas Cage for a second. I don't. I immediately couldn't go as bad as. Come all,
1: on, look at us. We're a family now. <laughs> oh my! Like, I love Keanu. I genuinely. do. I do too. I am but a huge Southern accent. He, he should just stop talking with <laughs> accents. He needs to stop. It's not good. It's not good. But. It is on HBO Max. So, look, if you've never seen it, it is so crazy, though. You should. It's it's fun. You should watch it. You should watch it once so that it's a cultural touchstone so that when people reference. Wow. When people people reference the height of Pacino going insane, devil's advocate, you at least know what they're talking about. You watch him chew,
0: almost literally chew scenery. Yeah. (laughs) And... That's that's which is crazy because two years earlier he was in heat mm-hmm. and him and De Niro, everybody in that movie are the top of their game. They're fucking amazing. So heat was the lead in to devil's advocate. Everyone's like, oh, my God, this could be so good. Yes. Back to back. Awesome. Al Pacino movies. Totally. And then it's just like, well, <laughs> well, Also, who was very close to that, and... hoo was
1: 92 or 93. Okay, but still, I mean, he's... Okay, you're four years removed from winning Best Actor. I know. You know, so he's still height of Pacino, like... And- ah! Yeah. There's <laughs> a 40 two-count Feral movies.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. So what is your third 90s horror film, Nick? My third film, which might surprise you, came out in 1990. It is on... <laughs> All over the place. (laughs) It is on Shudder. It is the sequel to the film Maniac Cop. It is Maniac Cop 2 Electric Boogaloo. (laughs) This movie. Secret of the Ooze. Secret of the Ooze. and The secret is this movie is stupid. (laughs) I love this fucking movie. It is so bad. The, The amazing thing is in the first movie, You have Bruce Campbell playing the straight man, so you know it doesn't work, and Maniac Cop, Maniac Cop 2, super gritty old New York, which I fucking love. Yeah, it's like it's a spooky classic. Exactly. I don't think I even, if this movie took place anywhere else, if this was like RoboCop Detroit, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't like this movie. No. Because this would be bad. (laughs) But since it's in New York in the 80s, and I dream all the time of being New York in the 80s, Buying cocaine, getting stabbed. <laughs> oh man, it'd be the best. Running but, a
1: bar that the mafia owns. Exactly. You
0: have to negotiate with them whether they shoot you or not. So Bruce Campbell survives the first movie where this bad cop. There's only one, I guess, and <laughs> a maniac cop, if you will. Maniac <laughs> cop. They did, if you will. Uh, in the original, he's alive, so he's just going around and killing people. And then in the sequel, he dies in prison. And then he comes back to life. Of course. And he's a dead cop this time. Also, he's played by like Robert Zadar. So he's got like oh. a chin that comes out that's so far in front of his face, you could rest a whiskey sour on it. It's, <laughs> it's, he's got a coaster chin. It's huge. A chin. This movie is dumb as fuck. <laughs> but it's so much fun. I, There's it, literally a scene in here that they shot multiple takes of hmm. where their stuntman is hanging onto the side of a car and being dragged along and all that's protecting him are his boots. They literally just like, this, she'll just go 20 miles an hour. And they just shot it without a permit. And they just kept driving down the streets and you just see him and they like put like something to make it. So his shoes are sparking. So it's just him going, ah, it's so stupid. <laughs> or it was his actual shoes. And that guy was in mortal danger. I think, no, he definitely could have died at any point. In this. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's uh, late 80s, early 90s in New York. It's super dangerous. <laughs> you got the guy with the big chin. You got Bruce Campbell. Also, Bruce Campbell gets killed off right away in this. Mm-hmm. He's buying a hot dog outside of Madison Square Garden. and the That's how he got
1: killed in 1990
0: in New York. Yeah, exactly. And then the maniac cop comes up and he just turns around and goes, It's you! And he just, like, punctures him in the stomach with his <laughs> billy club or some shit. I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while. It's real dumb. I brought a date to the music box to watch it, and let me tell you, I don't remember her name because she never spoke to me again.
1: <laughs> she was in love with Maniac Cop after that. She was like, "I know who my real boyfriend is." Yeah, be. exactly. I don't know who this guy is. I'm finding that dead guy with the giant chin.
0: <laughs>
1: I need to watch it again. I have I saw it on VHS many yeah. moons ago, and thought, as you did, I was like, "This is dumb as shit." Exactly. But you do bring up a good point, which we should talk about at some point. We'll do maybe a longer '90s horror. Episode, but 90s, I think, had an element where there was some really cool stuff that came out in the 70s and 80s that was really original and it was almost indie. And then it was such a big hit that the studios latched onto it. And they said, we're going to make it now. We're yeah. going to do it with money and stuff and notes and studio bullshit. And it made it bad, real bad. You know what I'm saying? When your later Jason movies, your later nightmare on Elm street movies, your any sequel to any horror movie that came out in the nineties was
0: real stupid. I think this movie would have benefited from some studio. Notes. <laughs> <laughs> any studio. notes, And then also this is not a straight horror film either. Right. Like, uh, I think Shockma is an inadvertent comedy. Right. And then Tremors is sci-fi, monster movie, horror, comedy. This is a horror action movie because, like, it's creepy and there's a bunch of stunts. But more than anything, it's just the big chin dude shooting people and, like, knocking their heads off and shit. So... <laughs> would you recommend Maniac Cop 2 to people? I would recommend Maniac Cop and Maniac Cop 2. And since you're stuck here... Maniac Cop 3. Wow. What's Media Cop 3 about? Just because I'm sure it came I've out I've never watched it. Oh, wow. But it's I the 90s. I never got through it. Yeah. I never got through it. It's 90s.
1: It's like how the two RoboCops that came out in the 80s were good. And then as soon as it got to the 90s, it was RoboCop 3 and it was rated PG-13 and sucked. Yeah. You know, it was something about 80s Hollywood being allowed to do stuff and 90s Hollywood. They started to put the clamp down on it. I don't know what that was all about. It's- the
0: budgets got bigger and it got more corporate and yeah. it was all about returns. Correct.
1: And a little bit of the, and we'll talk about this maybe in a Ninja Turtles 1989 movie, but there was, a backlash about darker movies yeah. for kids and whether or not that should exist at all. And particularly in the late eighties, early nineties, that was a big thing. Censorship of these movies and it's ruining the youth. Now, granted it well, gave us grunge because yeah.
0: there was a huge backlash to that for the teenagers of like, fuck you. I also think it's part of the, the star Wars thing where it's like, after Terminator 2 came out, there were a ton of toys. I had Terminator 2 oh, toys. hell yeah. Robocop, there was a ton of toys. Correct. So eventually it was like, because even Terminator 3 is PG-13. Yeah. And that came out in like the late 90s. Yeah. The fact that Terminator 2 came out was, and that people loved it. Yeah.
1: If James Cameron was not at the height of his power or at one of the heights of his power back then, then that movie doesn't get made. He no. basically is like, I'm making Terminator 2, it's R-rated, shut the hell up. And they were like, this guy prints money, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. But everybody else who had to ask for money, they were like, well, what if it was PG 13? What if it didn't have hyper violence in it? What if it wasn't what everyone wanted to see and was some dumber version yeah. of that, especially then- with horror and action? And
0: then you make the Expendables three. Well, eventually they just were like, right, "We give up,"
1: or I'll go into my third one. There was one that came out which I felt was uh, I enjoy and is very controversial, I suppose, to whether you like it or not. But it was you have to admit, extremely influential and maybe the ultimate nineties horror movie when people think of nineties horror, it is the Wes Craven nineteen ninety six classic Scream, starring Skeet Ulrich. So uh, that's a show. <laughs> as well as David Arquette, Nev Campbell, Matthew Lord, a fucking diet here, man. Rose McGowan and Drew Barrymore. It's a movie that understands it's a slasher movie. It's self-aware, it's meta, it's postmodern, and it's thumbing its nose at censorship culture. It's thumbing its nose at that by this point, you have an entire audience of people who are around our age, maybe a little older, a little younger who have grown up watching horror movies and we know what's going to happen. And so they, they get around that and play with that idea by having the killers also be spoiler, I suppose the killer be a person who watches horror movies and knows all the horror movie tropes that, that, the final girl has to be the virginal one. And that anyone who has sex or does drugs in the movie is going to die. And that definitely one of the cops is going to have to die. And they're playing a movie within a movie. And I thought it was very charismatic and fun when, especially I was the perfect audience member for it. I was 13 when I saw it. I adored it. I saw it like three times in the theater. I thought it was fun as shit. I didn't think it was the greatest movie ever made or anything. I just really enjoyed that it was a smart ass version of a horror movie that they were being smart. And I don't know. What do you think about scream, Nick? I
0: like it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> the crazy bit is okay. Two things. I'm going to say something positive and then something so <laughs> nerdy. <and laughs> Please petty do. Yes. That you will understand why I'm on this podcast. Mm-hmm. First of all, I still remember seeing the trailer for this because it was the day before Thanksgiving in 1996 and they showed the trailer for this and I just stood there like watching it and like, I was walking to the bathroom. I was with my parents out. I was obviously my parents fucking 13. <laughs> Anyways, I'm walking to the bathroom, and then the trailer for it starts, like in the middle, like the Wizard of Oz or whatever they showed before the day before Thanksgiving. And I just stood there for like two <laughs> minutes and 10 seconds, just trying not to piss my pants. I was like, I gotta see this. Yes. But it's also memorable because I took out the garbage after that and I saw a UFO. But that's not the point. Oh, interesting. Second thing is in this movie, it is very meta. I appreciate all of that. I like all of that shit. I do. My problem is they don't do the meta right mm. for one scene where they're watching Halloween and they watch out of order. Super nerdy of me, but I'm willing to let that go. Suspension of disbelief. Correct. Here's my, I'm going way too long on this tangent. Here's my thing. <laughs> one of these fucking extras who does not even have a character name. Like, oh no, they did the blood all wrong. It's too wet. There is hardly any fucking blood in the original <laughs> Halloween. They couldn't afford it and they thought it would look bad. And the scene they're talking about is when Michael Myers puts a knife through Bob's chest when he's going to get the beer for Linda and he's just like hanging there and then Michael Myers tilts his head and Myers his work and this fucking kid's like, oh, the two, the blood stewards there's no blood in that scene! <laughs> um, in episode 196, uh, Itchy plays
1: uh, Scratchy's uh, ribs like a xylophone, but he clearly strikes the same rib twice with a different note. Will you explain that? <laughs> it also courted that it let itself open to that because it was a movie for horror nerds. So you are correct. They should have minded their P's and Q's a little bit better. I agree. I'll never watch it again. Cause of that. <laughs> it's cheese ball as hell. It's uh
0: also Jamie Kennedy sucks.
1: Uh, you know, the one thing I had to bring up about Jamie Kennedy though was, and I only bring this up because of the name of our show, but Jamie Kennedy worked at blockbuster video The particular Blockbuster he worked at in Hollywood, he was like auditioning. And then he went to an audition for the commercial for Blockbuster Video. He told them he works there. And they said, cool, he was in a couple of national commercials for Blockbuster. Because he was in the commercials for Blockbuster, then when he went to audition for this, they were like, you're that guy from the Blockbuster commercial. And if you remember, he works at Blockbuster in the movie. So weirdly, Jamie Kennedy managed to get into Scream and have a career because he worked at Blockbuster. And his career is
0: doing just as well as blockbusters.
1: (laughs) Uh, Jamie, you can come on the show anytime you like. Um, (laughs) But I just had to bring that up because I thought that was kind of a. It works. But the element of how meta Scream is. There's just so many meta elements that are even outside of the
0: movie. It's It's so meta that in the opening scene when Drew Barrymore is being terrorized. Mm -hmm. They're talking about horror films and she brings up. The film director's most famous horror film. Yes. You know, the guy with knives for fingers. (laughs) Totally. And that
1: he had tried to make, what was it? A New Nightmare that was a meta movie where Freddy went and attacked the real actors who had made Nightmare on Elm Street. And it didn't really work. But it's something I liked about Wes Craven where he was like, ah, that's because I the idea, that idea is kind of stupid. But what if I made a movie about teenagers who were so obsessed with horror movies that they became Michael Myers and did it because they thought it was fun? And let's just put it this way. There are the horror movies that came out before Scream and they're at least in the 90s and all the way up till we started to have some better ones in like the 2000 teens the horror movies that came after Scream. There were so many hot teen slasher, I Know What You Did Last Summer, U-Turn, Cabin Fever. You know, I mean, it just was all Scream ripoffs. But and, those are all just ripoffs of the 80s horror films that's, too. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. The element of how meta that is, that after Halloween, there's all of these movies until Scream. You know what I'm saying? That no one <laughs> was messing with anything. There was just, as much as I like Jason and stuff, it's still a take on Michael Myers, you know, as much as I like.
0: Oh, no, they openly admit Friday the 13th was a cheap ripoff to cash in on slasher films.
1: Totally. Everybody was. But that's how horror maybe more than any other genre
0: is. Monkey see, monkey do. It really is. And off of that, I want to say there were all the horror movies before Shockma and then all the horror (laughs) movies after Shockma.
1: (laughs) Also, we have to say, as we brought it up before, Wes Craven just a few years earlier had made a terrible
0: movie called Shocker about (laughs) even earlier than that, he made a terrible movie called the people in the stairs. Oh
1: yeah. He was trying stuff. He was trying stuff. Yeah. I give him credit. He's a little bit of like the horror Brian De Palma where he's trying stuff. And sometimes a lot of the times it doesn't work.
0: (laughs) Brian De Palma is the horror Brian De Palma. (laughs) That is also
1: true, but that when it does work, it really works in a way that becomes a cultural touchstone and, I thought Scream was dope, and I had to bring it up for 90s horror. And it is streaming on HBO Max, especially if you've never seen the original Scream. Once again, you have to see it, even more than Devil's Advocate. Just see it, watch it, so that when people talk I about- agree with that. Yes. And as you said, the, the, the opening scene with Drew Barrymore is iconic. The biggest movie star of the movie at the time, and- Spoiler alert, you kill her off in this crazy opening sequence where she's the face on the poster. I mean, it's, it's messing with stuff. It's messing with stuff, doing different stuff. Do you like scary movies? It created maybe my favorite parody
0: movie ever, the original scary movie. I <laughs> I want to say this. Yes. I think the opening scene of scary movie where they do the exact same thing. <laughs> I realize it's a comedy, and it's a spoof. I like that better than Scream, just because there is a Prince joke in there. <laughs> Were they where, over the back porch yeah, Prince's title? The title is tied up? Tied up. It was like, oh, that's not my boyfriend. I am just, I just fucked him a few <laughs> times. I, I laughed so hard, we had to pause the fucking DVD. Oh
1: man, when Rick Dupont explains how to step
0: on cocaine, cocaine yeah. to Anna Faris, I mean, just. Yeah, all right. I changed my mind. I appreciate <laughs> Scream because we got the parody. <laughs> that is true. That is correct.
1: Well, any other uh, '90s horror you want to talk about? I know there's tons. Absolutely of tons. not. We'll have we'll we'll do a '90s horror episode at some point.
0: Right, producer Brian Taps passed me his phone earlier. The only reason why Candyman is not on on my list is because it's not streaming. Yeah, it's really not. That's I think
1: because the Jordan Peele. Is still coming out in theaters. It's still supposedly really, really well regarded in the studios. They want it to come out in theaters, and I think there's going to be a big push when they finally have a date for. And then it'll be on all the absolutely you know. yes. But
0: right now, you can watch Candyman Two, Farewell <laughs> to the Flesh on yes. Who the Fuck Cares? It's probably Amazon. <laughs> also,
1: Child's Play Two, pretty good, pretty fun. Mm, Brad Dorff. I don't yes. know. It's not that great. The kid is insane. <laughs> Yeah. He thinks the doll is after him, but it's Brad Dourif. He keeps yelling, it's Brad Dourif. They're like, shut up. He's a good character actor from Dune. He's not after you. So that's our nineties horror picks for the moment. We'll get a little deeper into it, possibly in a future episode, but we love you guys a lot. Thank you for listening. Uh, follow us on the Instagram. That's our main social media. We have a Patreon. If you want to check it out, School backslash patreon.com. You want to throw some bucks or, you know, uh, the show will always be free, and so liking and subscribing to any of the Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, or our Instagram, it means a lot. We appreciate you guys a lot for listening, and we think you're the greatest film students in the history of mankind. I'm Alex Bonner with Nicholas Souter and Super Producer Brian Tepps. We'll see you guys next. Do you like scary movie? Is that regular popcorn?